How's it going, Deep Dive Sports fans? David here, and welcome to another edition of Two Minute Drill. Today, I've got Dom, Nick, and John with me, and we today we are going to go over the AFC and NFC South. And starting today with the AFC South, we start with John, who is going to act as the GM for the Tennessee Titans. So, John, I'm going to hand it off to you. Okay. Um... The Titans, I think they really need to build depth. I think they have a lot of playmakers on their team. I don't think they're in a particular need for any, I mean, like a huge need. Like some some teams don't have a quarterback or like a reliable quarterback. The Tennessee Titans have that. But I do think they try to use the draft, maybe even trade up or trade back to try to establish some more depth at some of their positions. If Kenny... Pickett from Pittsburgh is available. I think they should draft him. Eventually, uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to retire. Um, he's, I think he's already 32 or 33 years old. And if he's there, I would definitely take him. As far as players they should cut, I think they should cut uh, offensive tackle uh, Kendall Lamb. They'll free, th- free up about 3.2 million cap space. Uh, and then re-sign center Ben Jones or make trade offers for Joseph Nokum. He's an offensive tackle. What I like about jo- uh, Nokum, he uh, he played both t- both tackle positions. And um, but that's going to really depend on if the Rams, or I'm sorry, if the Andrew Whitworth, the tackle, the tackle for the Rams, if he retires. That will obviously Joseph Nokum will have to replace him. They're in a you know pretty competitive division, um, but that that's where I would go from there. Just build depth, maybe make an offer to the Rams for a tackle if if, if um, depending on if Andrew Whitworth retires and if they can get a quarterback to replace Tannehill. If Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh is still around, they have the twenty six pick. And the draft as of right now, 26 or 28, I'd have to look that up again. But yeah, that's 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 my take. I have no problems with uh, with what you said, John. I, this is a team, they were the number one seed in the AFC this year. So uh, obviously they have a good core. And this is a team that's, that's pretty much built to win now. So adding depth um, at some key positions is definitely um, a necessity. I, I do like maybe getting a quarterback for the future. I just don't know if if this is the draft to spend a first round or second round pick on that kind of a quarterback. I think that there's like some good raw talent that if developed correctly, they could turn into maybe some future starters. But I don't know if I'd focus on that as much. I'd probably focus on maybe getting Ryan Tannehill another weapon um, and then maybe trying to, you know, add some pieces to that defense just to make sure that they have a lot of depth going into the postseason. And then maybe finding a guy who can come in at running back behind Derrick Henry just in case he gets hurt again. I think that we really saw that once he got hurt, that offense was basically just it – it couldn't do anything. So finding somebody who can kind of come in and, you know, run the ball, maybe even take some carries away from Derrick Henry so he's not running the ball 4,000 times, a, you know, a year. <laughs> I, think that, I think that that would be something that they should look at doing maybe in the first couple rounds there. Um, but I, I agree. They just need depth. They need depth to help out with injuries. Every team needs that. And then get Derrick Henry 
someone to help him out because he can't do it all by himself. Speaking of which, I'm going to hand it off back to Nick again, who's going to be the GM for the Indianapolis Colts. So what do you got there, Nick? Well, the Colts are kind of almost in a similar situation to the Titans. The only thing that sucks about being the GM for the Colts is uh, is having Carson Wentz. Right now, their cap space is about like $39.6 million. If you were to get rid of Carson Wentz, I think that if you were to trade him away, you'd hope to get something out of him. I just don't think that I'm going to get anything out of him. So taking on that cap penalty me is just not going to be worth it at this point. I think as of right now, kind of looking at the QB market, there's really not many guys that, you know, unless you're going to be able to do a one-for-one trade and maybe bring in a Kirk Cousins um, or bring in maybe a Jimmy G, that might be helpful. But other than that, I think I'll probably end up having to hold on to Carson Wentz and go at it for another season. Um, But with that money, I'm going to try to use it to bring in some weapons. I think that uh, T.Y. Hilton's time in Indianapolis is probably over. I wouldn't bring him back, but I try to go out and maybe bring in someone like Allen Robinson, Christian Kirk, maybe even Juju or Michael Gallup. Just try to bring in some talent there at the wide receiver position. I think maybe try to bolster up that secondary with some some veterans. Obviously, there's not – I think pretty much all the people in free agency at this point are going to be veteran, you know, especially cornerbacks. Um, but maybe targeting someone like Patrick Peterson, Stephon Gilmore, Dante Jackson, or even Desmond King. Just to add some, like I said, some veteran presence there and then maybe even some speed and then a little bit of just depth there. I think they kind of got a little beat in the past game last year, so they definitely need some help. I think maybe targeting someone like Chandler Chandler Jones, that would be a big a big purchase there. Um, but I think maybe just bolstering that pass rush is always going to be helpful. That's why also maybe, you know, going after somebody like Calais Campbell or JPP might be – worth it as well you can't always uh i should say um you can't have enough pass rush say (laughs) um and then in the draft they have some like the worst draft capital this year i don't they don't pick till pick 42 in the second round so i think at this point what i would do with my draft picks i think a lot of mock drafts that i saw had them maybe going with like wendell robinson at 42 if they're not able to fill out that wide receiving core throughout free agency and get some guys in there to help out I think obviously that would be a good pick if he's sitting there, just a good young wide receiver who's got a little bit of speed that would help out. I think the rest of the picks I probably would try to use on, you know, defensive depth. I think that offensive line is pretty solid, but defensive depth is going to be really helpful um, going forward just so that, you know, obviously they have a stud running back. They don't really need a guy back there. Just try to put weapons around Carson Wentz. Hopefully he can make it work. I don't know. I just, as of right now, I don't really see a good trade den or a good option with Carson Wentz than trotting him back out there as well. That's pretty much what I would do um, in this offseason as of right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'm going to hand it off to the guys, see what they think. I agree for the most part. Um, I don't think they're necessarily stuck with Carson Wentz. I think it, it, it could be a good move for him to trade for picks, I don't think you need to bring in a quarterback. Um, I I would I would even be okay with cutting Carson Wentz. Um, you, looking at the free agency right now, there's Jameis Winston available. I think he can come in. He's, in my opinion, he's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. He was having a fantastic year until he um, got injured. He, by the time he was injured, he the Saints were five and two. He had 14 touchdowns, three interceptions and a 59% completion percentage. Uh, I would take that over 
whatever Carson Wentz gave you any day of the week. So I, I think there that could be a, a bit of an upgrade. I think that could be a good enough upgrade where they don't lose the last game of the season to the Jaguars and they you know slip into the playoffs in the in the last game. But I don't know. I, I do agree they just need add a little bit more depth, especially on defense, and they need to get more weapons on that offense. But other than that, this team is not far off. What Dom said definitely makes sense. Um, but I think that Carson Wentz did one heck of a job despite all the downsides to him. And it's just a matter of fixing out the rough sides, kind of like the the AFC East. It was just a matter of fixing out roughs. Yeah, I mean, he had, he had a pretty good season, but in big moments when it mattered most, he, you know, just fell apart. Look at how the team performed the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, they were yeah. pretty much they were pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot, and then Carson Wentz forgot how to play football. The only the only thing I'll say too is the and the only reason I didn't I didn't get rid of him is because it's just like nobody nobody's gonna give you a good enough pick that would make sense. Like nobody's giving you a second round pick for Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? Like if you're shipping Carson Wentz off, you're not you're not getting like really any assets in return. And then if you're cutting him, then you're just sitting there on his dead cap anyway. So how much yes, maybe, dead cap? maybe, maybe go ahead and sign, maybe see if you can sign Jameis Winston as well too. maybe to like another one year deal, have them battle it out. And then maybe next year, it would be easier to move on from that contract. Well, after 2023, his guaranteed salary is zero. So his guaranteed salary in 2021 is 20.4. His guaranteed salary in 2022 is 15. And then after that, there's no more guaranteed money. But that's what I'm saying. You're you're taking so the problem is is you're gonna take 15 million of cap this year. That's why I said next year, if you want to get if you want to cut him, then sure, go ahead. Because he's not because he's not gonna count that much against the cap. And like you said, at all, because it's not guaranteed. So, but this year he's gonna take 15 million dollars away from your cap on top of what you know what I mean. So it's like what I just don't know. It's, to me, it doesn't seem worth it. And then what you're gonna go out there and sign Jameis Winston, who you don't know you're gonna get back after injury. You know what I mean, especially after an ACL tear, then you know what I mean. So it just doesn't like. Well, he t- he tore his ACL in October, so he'll be he'll be fully back to normal by training camp. Well, you're you're counting you're counting that he comes back to normal. I mean, we've seen guys tear their ACL and they have never they never play the same. So, I mean, it's that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only reason I said keep him because you're taking you're gonna take a 15 million dollar cap hit this year. That doesn't really seem worth it to me because you're not going to get any assets back in return. So you might as well try to put weapons around them and then try to make it work. Unless unless you're going to keep him and then sign another quarterback and have them compete with each other and then pick whoever you want. You know what I mean? But yeah, it just there because like other other than Jameis Winston, what other better options are there out there? Unless you're going to be able to do a one for one trade, like I said, with Kirk Cousins, but then you got to pay Kirk Cousins thirty five million dollars. And then if you trade him for Jimmy G, I mean, is he any better than Jimmy? Is Jimmy G any, any better than him in big time situations? They both. If he's healthy, and, at least at least Jimmy G has you know helped his team in the playoffs and got him to a Super Bowl and then another NFC Championship. Yeah, I don't. I I see where Nick what Nick's talking about. I mean, if you're going to get rid of Carson Wentz, what are you going to replace him with? That's. Well, if you, if you if you can put weapons around him that are going to help him win in big time situations, 
because honestly, I'd, other than Jonathan Taylor, he didn't really have anybody else that was that would that would help him in that to win in those big time situations. He came up he came up very short. Like that Jaguars loss is very much like he wears that. Not completely. I think there's other things that went into that, but he's a big part of the reason they lost that game. But if you if he had maybe one or two other like good weapons to throw the ball to, you know what I mean? Then maybe maybe there might have been a different outcome. So let's move on. We're going to move on to the Houston Texans and today's acting general manager is Dom and maybe Nick can actually scrutinize what Dom has to say. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure he will. (laughs) So getting things started, the Houston Texans are according to over the cap have $15 million in cap space to start the off season. Um, There's a few cuts that I would make to some lower end of the roster guys to free up just a little bit more in cap space. Um, I would start by cutting Marcus Cannon, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, Derek Rivers, Josh Watson, and Damone Harris. Then I would just do the inevitable and something that we're all expecting in trade Deshaun Watson. Trading him post 6-1 frees up a ton of cap space and doesn't hurt too much against them in terms of dead cap. Uh, I would trade him for multiple first. I know right now the only team that he's waived his no trade clause to is the Dolphins. Um, so in structuring everything else that I did in this kind of simulation, I base it off trading him to the Dolphins in the mock draft that I did. Um, doing just that would bring the salary cap up to 61.3 mil. I would then go re-sign Desmond King. Justin Reed, Christian Kirksey, and Malik Collins. I think since it's going to be such a young team, you still need some veteran presence to kind of lead the locker room and still, you know, lead on the field and give you a little bit more production than what a lot of rookies would. I think Desmond King and Christian Kirksey are solid players. They're not elite, but they get the job done. Um, In free agency, I would first start by addressing that offensive line, which was really bad last year and any quarterback that they bring in in terms of free agency or the draft, you need an offensive line. You need to protect your quarterback. So I would start by signing right tackle Trent Brown or Trenton Brown. I would sign guard Andrew Norwell. And then I would bring in Marlon Mack and James Conner. I would let David Johnson just go because I think his best days are way behind him. Um, But you need some playmakers on that offense. James Conner, has just an incredible nose for the end zone. He'll get you a ton of, he'll get you a ton of touchdowns, especially in short yarded situations. And Marlon Mackey's a similar style of runner. They're both, you know, powerful runners, but I think Marlon Mack could be a little bit better in terms of, you know, being an every down back where James Conner, I would be using him strictly in third down and goal line situations. Then I would go sign James Winston to be sort of like a bridge quarterback. Um, maybe, a quarterback for the next couple of years. I think he's, he's going to be able to produce at a level that's better than any of these rookies are going to be able to coming out of the draft this year. Um, besides that, the only other freedom signing that I would make is Anthony Barr, uh, linebacker, just to add a little bit more depth on that defense. The linebacking core for the Texans is pretty weak, so adding a good veteran linebacker could really only help. Then the draft, um, the Texans start with a third pick. I would take Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. He's pretty regarded as the best 
prospect in the draft. Not that he's going to go number one, but in terms of overall ability and upside, Kyle Hamilton's regarded as the best player in the draft, and safety is a definite need for the Texans. I think he'll come in right away and be an impact player on that defense. Then with the 29th pick, as the Texans have two first-round picks, I would go draft Jalen Pitry, the wide receiver out of Baylor, getting another weapon to an offense that really doesn't have any weapons. Um, It'll be a good young wide receiver that they can help develop. Moving on to number 35, I have them taking quarterback Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. I, I see him as someone that could be good down the road, but like pretty much any other quarterback in this draft, I think he should sit for a year, develop, practice, learn behind a veteran quarterback. And I think going forward, he'll be the quarterback in the future. But I think giving him the chance to sit behind Jameis Winston could be beneficial for him. Then I would add more depth on that offensive line and get Jamari Slate Sailor. Sorry if I'm butchering his last name. Um, the tackle out of Georgia. Then I would get Josh Pascal, the edge rusher out of Kentucky. Then Neil Farrell Jr., defensive tackle out of LSU. With the 181st pick, I would get another wide receiver, Reggie Robertson Jr. out of SMU. Then with the next pick, I would do TJ Pledger, um, running back out of Utah. And then with their last pick, I would get Cameron Latu. Latu, sorry, again, butchering his last name, um, tight end out of Alabama. But that's pretty much what I got. What do you guys think? Well, let's start with Nick and what he has to say. It makes all the sense. It it's a rebuilding team and they have a lot of players that are, you know, probably older, like a lot of the guys you cut um, who are just making a ton of money. And then obviously Deshaun Watson is just sitting there. So if, if he can figure out his legal situation and there's a team out there that's willing to, you know, give up draft capital to bring him in, um, then that makes a lot of sense. That frees up a lot of, you know, a lot of money to go out there. And, and I like the guys mm-hmm. that brought in. Um, I probably would bring in maybe a few more offensive linemen just to help out. Um, I don't, I don't know if two would do the job, but maybe bring in um, what Connor Williams from, from Dallas, uh, try to bring him into as another guard. Um, but yeah, I know that makes sense. And then pick wise, yeah. I mean, honestly, you just pick the best available player because you don't really have that many good players. So yeah, I mean, if, if you can get Kenny Pickett at 35 and have him sit behind a bridge quarterback for a year, um, and grow and kind of develop him, and he can be your quarterback for the future. I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, yeah, there's a ton of good, like, I think there's a ton of talent in this draft, it just needs to be developed. I don't know if there's like a lot of guys that you look at and you're like, wow, they could start day one. Yeah, um, also, I should add the 29th pick is when I did a mock draft on Pro Football Focus, you know, you're able to trade picks and whatnot. So I went in assuming that they were going to trade Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins. So I traded, you know, I, you know, finagled a trade with the Dolphins to get the 29th pick like they would if they were to trade him this year. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up getting that. But yeah, I saw Kenny Pickett sitting there in the second round. I'm like, well, if I don't take him now, I don't have another pick till 67. So he's going to go. So it's either take him here or I'm not going to hear him. And I honestly, yeah, I think I honestly just don't think any, they're going to be able to move Deshaun Watson. Though. It, yeah. It just like like I said, unless unless his like legal stuff clears up, you know what I mean. Then then I guess people can start talking about it. 
But even if I, they want to move him, I just don't think anybody's going to give up that much capital for him because we haven't seen him play in, in so long. So I did remember not, reading somewhere that – so he, he okayed a trade to the Dolphins. He said that he would waive his no-trade clause to the Dolphins. The Dolphins want him, but they're not going to offer anything until his legal situation clears up. And I believe he settled with like 14 out of the 20 um, – you know, people that are you know, bringing civil cases against him. So I don't know. Uh, again, not, not saying that his legal situation is going to be clear, but if he is able to settle all of his cases, then I, I think the Dolphins would still potentially make a move for him. But then, do you, do you then, think, then do you again, think the my issue would... is who would, who would want a guy that would bring so much negative, like, publicity and marketing that to a lot of people is irrecoverable. Football, football teams don't care. They care about wins. Look look at all the guys that, you know, have other off-the-field issues and came right back and teams were interested in them right away. You know, that not, not, well, to, say I... that it's, not, not to say that it's good. Obviously, it's not good. I, I don't really think any of these guys should be you know, let back into the league, but that's just the reality of the situation. If he's cleared of all of his legal issues, then just looking at it from a football perspective, he's a 26, 27 year old quarterback that's regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If, if the dolphins are like, well, if we can go get him and he's one of the few pieces that we need to get us into the playoffs or contend for a Super Bowl, then off the field issues be damned because Super Bowls matter more than anything to these owners. If, if the Dolphins were to say that they didn't want to give you a first-round draft pick, but they'd give you their second this year, second next year, third next year, and Tua, would you take that for Deshaun Watson? If, if his legal situation is cleared up, looking at it from just a football perspective, I, I, I don't think I would. Just because, again, he's he hasn't like, just, played. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't played. So he, he hasn't played in one season, but we know what kind of player he is. We know how good he the, is. The, on the problem, field. the problem is, you can't. I understand what you're saying. Is like if his if his legal stuff gets cleared up, but you can't dismiss the fact of of what that of what that brings to a franchise. So if if I'm going to take him in as a player, and I but I have to take him in not only as a, the play on the field, but what he does off the field. So if he's a bad decision maker off the field, I have to take that in too. So why would I give you a first round draft pick for that? Now I'm willing to give you the guy who I'm trying to turn into my franchise quarterback. You know what I mean? But I, I don't, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't, I mean, I guess maybe they would just to do it, but. Well, GMs don't look at that. They see 27 year old quarterback regarded as a top five quarterback on the field. But they look at it in the sense of, is this going to be a common thing? Is he going to come onto this team and not perform and not play and screw over every decision I've made thus far? I, I think at this point, the Texans are trying to unload him on somebody. But the issue is like, yes, I agree with you. When he was playing football, he was considered a top 10 quarterback in the league. And some even considered him a top five talent in the league. And that's fine. I get that. We haven't seen him play, you know, for pretty much for a couple seasons now. And then yeah. it's been one season. It's been one season. But we, but he's probably, and we don't even know if he's going to get to play in this next season. So it might, it might be, it might be like multiple seasons that he's not going to get to play for. If you trade for him this off season, he might not even get to play. So 
realistically, for a guy who has, you know, off the field issues, especially this kind of off the field issue, which is like yeah. brings in such, but, uh, but such again, publicity uh, and you don't, you don't know if it's something that can be fixed. Um, that's the on top of that. Right. But again, NFL that, you're, owners you're and training for a guy who might not even play. So as another team, I'm not giving you a first round draft pick for that guy. Like I said, no, I, I so, might I might do like a Tua and maybe like another couple picks, but I'm not giving you a first round draft pick for the guy. It's not worth right, it. But then then you're not gonna get you're not gonna get him because <laughs> cool. he's then gonna he go for. He can first. sit there on your roster and you can pay him to do nothing. Like then NFL owners and GMs have shown that they don't care about that stuff. If you're if you're legally cleared, then they're gonna give you a chance. And Deshaun Watson being 26, 27. If if he has to sit for a year, but then they can they have him on their team for the next ten to fifteen years, then they'll they'll take that. But that's saying his off the field issues stop after he's legally cleared. Ten to fifteen, like he's gonna play till he's right, gone. and that, that that's that's the risk that they'll have to take. <laughs> what? <laughs> hmm? That's that's another thing too. He's like, there's no guarantee that he's gonna be able to play for ten more seasons. By the time he's able to play, if he's 27 or 28 years old, you might only get like five years where he's like he's actually still good. Like, and then we don't know. We're we're seeing we're seeing quarterbacks play, you know, well into their late 30s, but not not his style of quarterback. Not not the mobile quarterback. We haven't seen the mobile quarterback play into their late 30s. It's no, we haven't seen that. That's what I'm saying. Like. You're, you're, and then his style of play, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense that anybody's going to give him, give them a first round draft pick for him. There's so many, there's so many things that I, that I could, as another GM, that I could hold over you and being like, oh, well, the off the field issues, he hasn't played in a year. His style of play doesn't mean he's going to be healthy for 10. Is he even going to be able to play next year? Like, is he going to do it again? Like, you know what I mean? The, all these kinds of things add up. And it's just like, yeah, it'd be nice to get a first round draft pick for him because of the talent that he is. But I just don't think that anybody's going to give them a first round draft pick for him because it just doesn't make sense to give up part of your future for a guy you have no idea what he's going to be or what he's going to do off the field. Nick, would you cut him if it were you were the GM? No, you could. You couldn't cut him just because. Yeah, I just the, I think you, basically. I mean, if you're going to do that, then just let him sit on your roster, and then when he comes back, then then trot him back out there if he's willing to play. I mean, at that point. But I mean, you, you got to get something for him. Like I said, like if I if I'm them, I would go to the Dolphins and be like, hey, like we'll give you Deshaun Watson. You give us Tua, and maybe a second and a third, and we'll be happy with that because at least we're getting a quarterback back in return that we could try to trot out there and be our franchise quarterback. And then we're getting two two picks in the first you know three rounds there that we could probably turn into a guy that might be a potential starter. So um, that that's that I would take that deal because. Because of because of what what he's done, what he is, and there's no guarantee that he's going to be great for the next ten years. Anyways, let's move on to myself, who's going to be the GM for the Jaguars. And as of right now, they have a cap space of roughly thirty nine million with a dead cap of eighteen. And some of the team needs that they are looking at outside of the whole team, basically, is more specifically you're looking at defensive line linebacker, tight end, running back, wide receiver, and offensive line. Now, I wouldn't really trade anyone, mainly because I think that once the organization had gotten rid of Urban Meyer, the play had really gotten better 
and they started to really play better once that he was gone. And so it's just a matter of bringing in a head coach, making sure that everything's organized, everything's there, everyone knows what their job is supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. I think that's just more of picking up stuff for the depth, uh, maybe bringing somebody like Mitch Trubisky or Tyrod Taylor to be kind of like a teacher to uh, Trevor Lawrence because he didn't, he wasn't really given the best odds to succeed in his first year. And he was pretty much thrown out there. So I think having somewhat of a teacher to kind of give him that opportunity or at least some guidance would be the best. And then just add more depth through the draft in any way possible that you can. So what do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, this is a team that they just need everything. <laughs> they really don't have, I mean, they, they have their quarterback that they're going to build around, which is, which is key. So they, they at least have that in place. It's just building a team around him and, you know, weapons wise, offensive line wise and defensive wise are pretty much starting from scratch. So just draft best, best available player and, you know, hopefully make some moves in free agency, but it's definitely not going to be a playoff here for the Jaguars. No. I, this, this is what I'll say about the Jaguars. And I think any team with a young quarterback, that they think they can win with, you have a short window. And I think that with you said, David, you said what they had like 30 million in cap space. Uh, hold on. Let me pull my notes in 39. So just 39. about 40. So like almost 40 million. So you, you could probably make a move to where maybe you cut a couple guys who are maybe a little bit older or in the last year or two of their deal that you can open up some more cap space that maybe aren't really adding much to your team. You don't really need them. Um, but they could go either two ways. They, they could keep that cap space and they can kind of be smart with it and slowly build, or they could look at free agency and try to add as much you know talent on some two or three year deals as they, as they can. And then like Dom said, go ahead and go in the draft and draft best available and put the best team out there, you know, you know, try to get a good offensive line, try to get a couple more wide receiver weapons, try to get, you know, maybe a running back in the draft to kind of help go into that running back room and then fill out that defense with, you know, either free agency or draft picks and try to put a team on the field that you can go out there and compete because, you know, we've seen, like David said, once, once they got rid of Urban Meyer, which I think was probably the ultimate off season move, even though it was during the season, it really helped propel them um forward and they they were able to win games they they played harder they had a better you know I guess just they, they, they just looked like they were having a better time together as a team and in a you know especially a division with the Colts where it's kind of up in the air with Carson Wentz and whether or not they're going to be able to compete the Texans are at least three years probably two three years away from really competing um for that division maybe even a playoff spot they only really have to go up against the Titans so I think that if they could put, you know, the right team together through free agency and draft the right, the right way, they could squeak into the playoffs if, if they build the team right and if Trevor Lawrence developed correctly. The only thing I will say is Mitchell Trubisky shouldn't be signed to them to help Trevor Lawrence develop because Mitchell Trubisky couldn't help himself develop. So I do think that Terod Taylor would be a good option, um, maybe even like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, those guys could come in and, and help them out. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick would probably be a good pick as well, too, just in case Trevor Lawrence goes down. We've kind of seen him be able to step in and, you know, his Fitz magic, you know, win a couple games for you. Um, I think that would be a good fit. But 
they can do it either two ways. Like I said, save the cap space or go ahead and sign a bunch of, you know, guys to some two or three year deals and, and try to go after it. Yeah, that makes sense. Anything else, Dad? Yeah, the, the Jack Horse, they still have the running back Allen Robinson. Cause he was he was really good not this past year but I don't I don't know if it was good this past year but the two years the year before last year he was Allen really good Robinson. he's been he's been with Chicago for the past couple of seasons no it's 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 James Robinson I'm sorry my bad James yeah. Robinson he's number thirty yep he's I mean he's 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 a good running back he's just more of like a power running back so if you could try to get a guy with speed I know. I know they brought in ETN, and I know Urban Meyer was trying to use him as like a wide receiver. So maybe they put him back at the running back position and use him as like a, a you know running back in the receiving game, and then maybe more of a speed back. That would then then maybe they really don't need to go out and get a running back. But I mean, well, uh, see, see, so my 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 biggest thing is like I would build the offensive lineup. Um, for most mock drafts, I've been seeing they're drafting a left tackle. Can't remember his name out of Alabama to protect Trevor Lawrence. And if I'm like, if I have a really young quarterback and I don't have a lot of good weapons on the outside, I would just run the ball. Like, you know, well, I mean, I that's think, what I would do. I think ETN coming back is could potentially be big for this team. Cause you look at the way a lot of running backs or a lot of teams are structured right now. They have multiple running backs. It's not just one, one running back that's getting 80 to 90% of the carries they're splitting carries between two, even three running backs. So I, I think ETN coming back, not only gives them a weapon out of the backfield in the receiving game, but gives them a, a good running back. that could take some of the pressure off of James Robinson. Who's ETM? He's the, uh, the rookie that they drafted this past season. He um, tore his Achilles or tore his ACL. I forgot what injury he had in the preseason, but, he was out for the whole season. 